is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Before I get to the launch of the book, and I want to thank all of you who are participating. Look, folks, if there's a government shutdown for the right reasons, I'm all for it. I've lived through them before as part of the Reagan administration, before and after. There have been 21 of them since the 1970s, and we have survived all of them. But I am deeply troubled by what's taking place with five members of the Republican Party. These individuals are not conservatives. These are dead-enders. If you're going to shut down the government, you better have a damn good reason to do it. Again, I'm not even opposed to it. But you have to have a plan. You have to have a way out. You have to have something that can be accomplished, anything, to advance the ball of liberty. We've got a number of people who want to run for higher office. Some of them want to run for governor. Some of them want to run for senator. Some of them, this is the greatest opportunity to draw attention to themselves. Five of them. We're not even talking about the Freedom Caucus. We're not even talking about the 21 who held out for a period of time against McCarthy. As a matter of fact, I'm not even talking about McCarthy. When you have Byron Donalds and Chip Roy and Jim Jordan and other stellar conservatives who refuse to join these five dead-enders, that should tell you a lot. One of the things that the federal government is supposed to do because we can't do it as individuals, the states can't do it, is to defend this country against foreign enemies. The greatest threat we face in terms of foreign enemies is communist China. And these five reprobates 
are endangering our country. They're endangering our country and they're pretending that they're principled constitutionalists when they are not. Such as Andy Biggs of Arizona. Such as Rosendale of Montana, who wants to run for the Senate, I hear. I want to read something to you from our friend Gordon Chang a few weeks back. There's nobody better. In unprecedented moves, Chinese ruler Xi Jinping replaced the senior leadership of China's rocket force, which is responsible for almost all of China's 400 or so nuclear warheads. These personnel changes are part of what is almost certainly the most ominous development of this time. Looks like Xi is contemplating using or at least threatening to use his most destructive weapons, nuclear weapons. In other words, China is planning to go to war. Xi sacked his rocket force commander and its political commissar. Neither has been seen in public since. The deputy the commander has also disappeared, along with a former deputy. At about the same time, the deputy commander of the rocket force reportedly took his own life in early July. So he's cleaned out the nuclear rocket force top individuals, and second-tier individuals. He's blown them out. Periodically, there have been suicides of senior Chinese military officers, but the simultaneous removal of the top two officers of the rocket force is unprecedented. Also unprecedented are the replacements coming from other branches. The new rocket force commander is from the Chinese Navy. The new commissar moved over from the country's Air Force. American observers seem to believe that the sweeping purge was designed to target widespread corruption in the senior ranks of the PLA. Chris Buckley of the New York Times, for example, called the personnel changes an unexplained shakeup that suggests suspicions of graft or other misconduct. Yet this explanation is partial at best. Almost all the senior generals had good reputations before their promotion, said a well-placed source speaking anonymously to Hong Kong's South China Morning Post. Indeed, while the PLA senior office corps is known to be thoroughly corrupt, Xi Jinping has, during his decades-long rule, generally tolerated corruption among supporters. It's less likely that corruption was the reason behind the purge and the rocket force upheaval than a convenient excuse. The more likely explanation for the purge lies elsewhere. From the beginning of this year, Xi Jinping has been purging the military of officers opposed to going to war. Because he's preparing to go to war. Xi Jinping these days often talks about war and his regime is fast preparing for one. The Communist Party is implementing the largest military buildup since World War II. It's simultaneously trying to sanctions-proof the country, stockpile grain and other commodities, survey America for strikes and sabotage, and mobilize China's civilians for battle. The military indoctrination of children begins during the first years of school. And why would Xi Jinping opt for going into battle? China is failing fast, and Xi is being blamed. His malice-inspired policies, which favor state enterprises over private and foreign businesses, are making severe problems even worse, especially troubling as Xi Jinping's relentless cutting of China's links with other countries. 
China's in trouble. Xi's only way out is to rally the Chinese people with an external crisis. Chinese doctrine is to threaten the use of nuclear weapons to prevent the United States and others from coming to the aid of Taiwan or other targets. During Xi's rule, Beijing has periodically made unprovoked threats to kill Americans by the hundreds of millions. And beginning in 2021, Japanese and Australians as well. Moreover, China has also warned it will nuke Taiwan, the self-governing island that Beijing considers its 34th province. In short, Xi needs obedient rocket force officers to execute orders to launch nuclear weapons, especially if the initial stages of a war do not go well for Chinese attackers. And as Richard Fisher of the International Assessment and Strategy Center told me, at a time when Xi is preparing for war, his changes in the PLA High Command reflect his demand for senior officers who will obey war commands. That so many have been purged reflects disobedience in the ranks, expressed as a reluctance to go to war. The regime handed out a death sentence this year to former Air Force General Li Yazhu due to his continued opposition to an invasion of Taiwan. And he's not alone. The image that Xi Jinping is firmly in command of the Communist Party is belied by increasing evidence of instability in the ranks of the Chinese military leadership, said Charles Burton of the Ottawa-based McDonnell Lauer Institute. The extraordinary purge of both the commander and political commissar of the rocket force suggests there's serious discontent within China's military with Xi Jinping. Burton, a former Canadian diplomat posted in Beijing, points to Xi's failing domestic and foreign policies, especially the cratering economy. They, they've got some problems, said uh, Biden. Bad things like starting wars. It's not clear that Xi has succeeded in taming the People's Liberation Army, whether the Chinese military will remain loyal to Xi if he orders an invasion of Taiwan, which could well fail disastrously for China, is now very much in question. There is, however, one thing we know. China is a ticking time bomb. And now the world has to wonder whether that device is a nuke. You know, I've read enough of history, even our own history, as well as world history, to know that the signals are always there. There might be a surprise attack. But Japan was building up for war before they attacked us at Pearl Harbor. Japan made alliances with countries that had already gone to war, like Italy, like Germany. China is plotting to go to war against us. It's as clear as day. We are not prepared. As a people, we are not psychologically prepared. Our all-volunteer military is not meeting its numbers. We are cutting R&D and capital investment and weapon systems. And we're at a time where we should be significantly increasing our military muscle. Not to go to war on our say-so, but to protect us. Should we be attacked? What do you think Ronald Reagan would be doing right now? 
What do you think Donald Trump would be doing right now? We don't have a lot of time. We have no leadership out of the White House. We have appeasement, capitulation, a Manchurian president. And now we have five phony conservatives. These are not people we want to follow. These are not people who you should want to follow. Who just blocked the defense authorization bill. Even though it contained an 8% cut in non-defense, non-veteran spending. 8%. And embraced many of the objectives you and I have in terms of securing the border against illegal immigration. But it wasn't enough. They want all 12 bills or something like that. Communist Chinese sit there, Xi sits there, and he said, what would we do without Biden and the presidency, without Schumer as the leader of the, Repu- of the Democrats of the Senate? And what would we do without these five phony conservatives? who really have no plan. They spout off when pressed. They don't even make any sense. And they are not the people we want to follow and support. A government shutdown for the purpose of defending this country, expanding our liberty, slashing spending, yes, A government shutdown that arms our domestic enemies with propaganda and our foreign enemies with propaganda is unacceptable to me. These five are not the conservatives. You haven't even heard of them before, unless I mention their names here. They've done nothing significant ever. Rosendale of Montana. Ken Buck, Mr. Anti-Impeachment Inquiry. Andy Biggs, Mr. Anti-Convention of States. These are not conservatives. These are not constitutionalists. I call them kamikaze Republicans. Because they don't present you or me with any rational rational position that will strengthen our country, slash spending, and get control over the reprobates in this government. The vote today took place 214 against 212 for. We were three shy. These five know that they can do whatever they want. The Democrats voted against funding the military, and so did these five so-called conservatives. This is not the Freedom Caucus, which is made up of about four to five dozen members. This is not any caucus, except the caucus of the A-holes. China builds, China plans, getting closer and closer. We can't even get five Republicans to vote 
to get our military preparedness in place against an enemy that is building and getting stronger and stronger. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals you doubt G's resolve, maybe? Think this is all hype? You think he would bankrupt his country to build up his military just for the fun of it? Is this not the man under who the coronavirus was released against the world whatever one's thoughts or theories about how it got released millions of people died as a result he didn't give a damn he could care less the largest concentration camp in the world is in northwestern China with millions millions of Uyghurs, Tibetans, Christians. You see how he disappears, these officers? They're executed. This needs to be taken seriously, deadly seriously, and I'm starting to wonder if we have the capacity or the willingness, our government, to even prepare for our own survival. I'll be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. He's driving the media mad. 
Mark Levin. Call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. I want to reiterate my thanks to all of you. I'm blessed to have this audience, the smartest audience of all audiences. I want to reiterate my thanks to all the affiliates who've participated in this project to advance the cause of liberty. The Democrat Party hates America. Serious Satellite podcasters anybody I forgot I apologize but it's a great honor we've had some beautiful reviews that have been written too I haven't asked a single person to write a review but people have and I appreciate it very much and we're posting them but I want to read one to you as illustrative of uh, what we've tried to do here and the movement that we're trying to push here As you know, I, in this program, with you, help lead and help participate in the Tea Party movement. And my book, Liberty and Tyranny, was a significant part of that movement. I've been involved in the Reagan Revolution when I was a young man as well. We've done a lot of things here where we've taken the best effort we can and the maximum use of these platforms to try and do the right thing. I'm glad I'm blessed to have these platforms and I'm blessed to have you out there. One of the great conservative websites out there is the American Thinker. The founder and chief muckety-muck over there is Thomas Lifson. He's a dear friend. He's also an intellectual. Used to live on the East Coast, moved to the West Coast probably now wants to get out of there too. But I've known him for many years. I didn't ask him to write anything, but he wrote something. He said, once again, Mark Levin has done a great service to the Republic by writing a fully documented, highly pointed book on a topic of vital national interest. The Democrat Party Hates America is required reading for anyone who follows politics in America. That most assuredly includes those who identify as Democrats, though most will shun the book because it is too much of a challenge to their sense of self-worth and virtue. For the few who have the courage to read it, the book will be a revelation. He says, I make no secret that I was born into a family of active Democrats, and until recently, and until reality rather, intruded well into adulthood, I shared that political attachment. I've since regarded it as a mistaken affiliation. But after reading the book, I now have a sense of shame. If it is widely enough read, sorry, I'm having to scroll down, and I predict that it will be a runaway bestseller, the book will change the way the public understands one of our two major political parties, forever tainting the Democrats for the racism, hypocrisy, lack of principle, and sheer ruthless pursuit of power at any cost, that have permeated their party throughout its history. If you have family members, colleagues, associates, or friends (coughs) who are vocal Democrats and who don't shy away from political discussions, the Democrat Party Hates America is a cornucopia of evidence that you can use to persuade them out of their delusion that they are supporting a worthwhile political movement. Chapter 1, The Democrat Party and Authoritarianism, introduces several themes that weave throughout the entire text. 
The Democrats seek, and via their dominance of the administrative state, composed of career bureaucrats exercising powers that really belong to Congress and even the judiciary, to monopolize political power and have succeeded to an alarming degree. Excellent use is made of a 2017 report by Freedom House, a nonpartisan NGO founded in 1941 that has historically focused on authoritarian governments overseas, including most recently China and Russia. Mark shows in detail how the most recent report on authoritarianism overseas also applies to the United States under Democrat administrations at the state and federal levels. One of many virtues of the book is the way that it weaves together history and present-day political issues. Chapter 2, Anti-Black Racism and Anti-Semitism, shows how historically the Democrats were the party of slavery, Jim Crow, segregation, terroristic violence, well into the 20th century. While I knew some of this history, such as the disgraceful role of Woodrow Wilson in segregating the armed forces, I was shocked by some matters I had missed or glossed over. Wilson, the first Democrat to win two consecutive turns since Andrew Jackson, emerges as a transformative president, reestablishing the federal income tax, founding the Federal Reserve and the FTC, and pushing for the administrative state run by so-called experts and supposedly disinterested bureaucrats as progressive ideology imagined and demanded. Chapter 3. Anti-white racism and anti-Semitism for the first time for the first time made sense for me of the pivotal of the pivot of Democrats from being the party discriminating against blacks to the party discriminating against whites. Mark fully debunks the myth pushed by Democrat pundits and historians that it was the GOP Southern strategy, so-called, <coughs> taking advantage of whites' resistance to integration that brought about this switch. He brings facts and figures fully documented that destroy this pernicious lie. No, it was the pursuit of power that brought about this change. As he writes, that's me, race and racism have been core characteristics and hideous weapons of the Democrat Party's pursuit and maintenance of power from its earliest days. Capitalism and constitutionalism with their emphasis on individual freedom, as well as limitations on central planning and social engineering, have been inconvenient obstacles to the Democrat Party's objectives for its entire existence. Democrat Party intellectuals, leaders, and activists have told us since at least the progressive era, therefore abandoning the old civil rights movement for civil rights Marxism and abandoning anti-black racism for anti-white racism was not a difficult transition as one might otherwise imagine. In essence, the Democrat Party has and does reject Americanism, meaning the fundamental principles upon which our nation was founded. And not only capitalism, but the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. This is the common thread that ties the old anti-black Democrat Party of Woodrow Wilson to the current anti-white Democrat Party of Joe Biden, page 81. (coughs) Excuse me. Thomas Lipson goes on. That part was me. Now back to Lipson. As with racism, the world's oldest hatred. Anti-Semitism is a continuity among Democrats, though its expression changed over the course of the last two-plus centuries. How any Jew, he writes, can support the party is a mystery to me. I agree 100% with that. History remains a constant presence, linking part practice to present realities. But the remaining chapters, Language Control and Thought Control, Chapter 4, 
We're on the American Citizen, Chapter 5. We're on the Nuclear Family, Chapter 6. And we're on the Constitution, Chapter 7. Take on a much more contemporary character. As you would expect from the author of American Marxism, Marx's last bestseller, The Role of Marxism, its latest iteration in the party receives abundant attention. For all intents and purposes, the Democrats are now a Marxist party, though they mostly carefully avoid rhetoric suggesting this. Marxists are all about exploiting divisions to hand absolute power to the vanguard, that is, the party and its administrative organs. After all, as Levin writes on page 246, the Democrat Party has developed into the political home of the various American Marxist movements, with which they agree and identify. Hence, they're not so repulsed by America's past, or more accurately, the Democrat Party's past, as to ever condemn the Democrat Party and refuse any association with it. They ignore or downplay its links to the Ku Klux Klan, white supremacists, neo-Nazis, lynchings, etc. Instead, they target and blame the entire society and the country for the Democrat Party's contemptible past. To underscore the point, the American Marxists are supportive of the Democrat Party modern-day promotion of economic socialism, cultural Marxism, and anti-Americanism. In truth, their contempt for the Constitution and its routine condemnation is not so much because of some of the framers' biographies, but because the Constitution's firewalls remain an impediment to, or at least slow, their revolutionary aims. That's me, page 246. There are fantastic reviews of the book, but the best review of the book will be after you've read it. After you've read it. I'm on a mission to spread the word. I'm a proselytizer for liberty and freedom. Lowercase r, republicanism and constitutionalism. I come under attack for this. Sometimes from one or two radio hosts. This is way above their level. Obviously by the left. Obviously by media. But it doesn't matter. Nothing will stop me from doing what I do and what I believe. It's not like I'm facing gunfire or looking down the barrel of death, hopefully. But it's you I'm talking to. We need your help. It's not enough for me to write the book. I need people to read it, to become messengers, to become Paul Revere's. To spread the word. Our country's dying. I understand people like Mike Pence want to go out there and say, we're Americans, we don't... No, no, no. This isn't about we are Americans. We Americans have no say in what's going on right now. Nobody voted for open borders. And the hell and inhumanity that's resulted in. Nobody voted to ban household appliances and products. But that's what they're doing. Nobody voted to destroy the abundance of energy, to nationalize more and more parts of our country, to prevent energy exploration. Nobody voted for that. Nobody voted for a corrupt Department of Justice and FBI, corrupt federal judges who are ideologically promoted and inclined. Nobody voted for that. It's interesting when you catch the Democrats in these things and on the rare occasion when they're pointed out 
they have you chase shiny objects. They lie. Because that's what they have to do. Their ideology doesn't build, it destroys. Their ideology doesn't breathe life into a society, it smothers a society. They don't believe in individualism. You're a non-human. You're a non-being. They believe in groupism. They go around today and they tell us the economy is really chugging along. When the number of people who've, who've fallen into poverty level has become historic. When Biden took over, it was a little over 7%. Now it's a little over 12%. We know what's going on. As I've told you before, ideas have consequences. Ideas have consequences. They push their ideas relentlessly. We do not. They have book after book after book describing tyranny as freedom. Autocracy is democracy. Well, I figured it was about time to push back. And the party responsible for the impoverishment of the American people, morally, ethically, financially. The party responsible for what's happening on the border and what's coming across the border in terms of fentanyl and so forth. The party that is responsible for the destruction of our inner cities, destruction of the black family, the destruction of all families. The party that is responsible for this and a thousand other maladies that we are facing is the Democrat Party. Because it's not a political party. It is a, an entity that seeks to replace the nation with the party. And all will bow down to the party. All will repeat what the party tells you to repeat. All will know what the party wants you to know. If you step out of line, you'll receive a scarlet letter. You'll lose your job. You'll be humiliated. You might even be charged with a crime and imprisoned. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals yeah, you know, these elected Democrats, the vice president, 
the governor of California, the others, <clears throat> they talk in such flowery terms and such with such big ideas and promises that we need, says Kamala Harris at a reading in an area community college in Pennsylvania today, we need equity. Gavin Newsom on climate change, he's suing the oil companies for misleading the people on climate change. So we're trying to destroy the oil companies now. They want to destroy anything they disagree with. But these bastards can't run a damn thing. California is effectively dead. They're going to lose five congressional seats in the next census. Five. That means millions of people can't get out of California fast enough. They're running a massive debt despite all the money that poured into California from COVID. Man wants to be president. He's a stalking horse. Kamala Harris takes no responsibility for what's going on on the border, even though that was her assignment. How about equity for what's going on down there? Migrants and American citizens alike. Oh, they like to talk, these people. Oh, they love to talk. Joe Biden seeks a more secure, more prosperous, more equitable world for all people, he says at the UN. Equitable world. How's that work? I'm just curious. Do we have some control over the rest of the world and, and equity in the rest of the world? What does that mean? Make America as poor as the poorest country? It doesn't mean anything. Climate change is everywhere, they tell us. Everywhere. Just look around. There's floods. There's tornadoes. There's earthquakes. We've never seen anything like this before. We've seen all of it. The world has experienced this and a hell of a lot more. But somehow the very people who can't secure the border can control the sun, the atmosphere. Why? Because there's never any end result that can measure what they're doing. So I want to go into some of this with these lawsuits now against the oil companies. Everybody hates the oil companies, right? Well, you're going to miss them when they're gone, I can tell you that. Brownouts, blackouts, people freezing. You're going to miss them. You're going to miss oil. You're going to miss natural gas. You're going to miss coal. You're going to miss it all. Because the whole goal here from these radicals is a war on capitalism. It's the degrowth movement. I've said this for years. I've written about it. And so, yes, you're going to become poor. You're not going to have access to goods and services the way you used to. It's just not going to happen. More when I return. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. 
Now, broadcasting from, from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome back, America. September 19th, 2023, the launch of the Democrat Party Hates America. It's in every bookstore, every warehouse store in America today. And uh, if you happen to buy any of those places, you can acquire one, Amazon.com, of course. Now, oil companies have always been in the business to create what, Mr. Producer? Oil. Natural gas. We should be celebrating these companies. Without energy, plentiful energy, low-cost energy, you wouldn't have the mobility that you have today. We wouldn't have half the technologies that we have today. We wouldn't have much of the clothing that we have today. Many of the materials that go into building your homes and offices. We wouldn't have asphalt roads. We wouldn't have plastic. These companies have been a tremendous benefit to our society. For over a hundred years. They fueled the Industrial Revolution. They created light at night. They, they fuel electricity. Oil companies, which you've been told to hate by the Democrat Party and the Marxists, because they have been central to capitalism to the growth of our society, to our prosperity, central to it. People don't realize how much oil is used in our economy. It's ubiquitous. The plastic that wraps our food is oil-based. Fertilizer is oil-based. Electricity can't replace all this. Electricity needs oil. So the Marxist phony environmental groups for the last 30 or 40 years have been trying to destroy the oil companies by litigation. And they came up with a plan, not so clever, but nonetheless, that these oil companies, these oil executives have spent decades concealing from investors, concealing from the American people, the fact that they have been fueling climate change. The destruction of our climate, the destruction of our environment. So they want to sue them out of, out of business, the way they want to go after gun companies. So Gavin Newsom is on CNN yesterday. They're suing five, the five largest oil companies. And I want you to hear this. Because Gavin Newsom and his ilk are destroying our economy. Just as they've destroyed California. Cut five, go. 
start about your lawsuit against the five oil giants for misleading the public on fossil fuels. The American Petroleum Institute... By the way, where does he think that gel comes from that's in his hair? I've noticed something else about Newsom as a footnote. He has copied Bill Clinton's head and hand gestures. You watch. Watch more closely now. Anyway, go ahead. He is pushing back, calling it meritless, politicized, and a waste of California taxpayer resources. What do you say to them? They should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, They're one of the people we named in the lawsuit. They've been lying to people. They've been playing you and everybody watching us like fools. They've had information that none of us were privy to. In fact, in the creation of this lawsuit, uh, in the production of this lawsuit, I realized how ignorant I was on the issue. Back in the 50s, they had fundamental data and information that was not shared with the American people. So back in the 50s, America, they had all this data on climate change. That phrase wasn't even used in the 50s. Neither was global warming. Neither was global cooling. So you see, they had this data in the 1950s, and they were just hiding it from everybody. Go ahead. Misled people. They deceived people. As a consequence, we didn't take the kind of actions we would have taken to hold these big polluters accountable. Now, right what would now you have be- done? What would you have done? See, the whole Marxist effort, where they have transitioned the Democrat Party from 1960s forward, didn't exist really in the 40s and 50s. They were still stuck in their black racism mode and their their ideology of that sort, and they've now, of course, flip-flopped. But look how preposterous this is. Go ahead. Consequences of it. As we convene here with the United Nations and Climate Week in New York City, we broke 10,000 records around the world. The climate is in deep distress. They lie so thoroughly and completely. They don't have facts to support any of that. 10,000 records around the world. What does that even mean? And when did they start their records? Just think about this. So the Attorney General of California's name is Rob Bonta. He's dumber than Kamala Harris when she was Attorney General of California. So they're questioned by somebody named Poppy Harlow, who you're supposed to take seriously. Cut six, go. So, Mr. Attorney General, help us understand your most powerful piece of evidence that you believe shows will show in court that company executives specifically knew that they were doing things that would cause this damage and that they suppressed it. It would cause what damage? Did anybody know that uh, when you burn oil, it gives off smoke? Was that hidden by somebody, Mr. Producer? You can never have a perfectly uh, hermetically sealed atmosphere environment. The question is whether the amount of pollution is sustainable, that is, can be devoured by the environment, and the environment has been devouring a hell of a lot. So these people don't even know what they're talking about. But anyway, go ahead. 60, 70 years ago, we have internal memos, internal speeches, industry commissioned studies, 
uh, notes on uh, memos, their words, not mine, take their own words for <laughs> it, where other. they say, yeah, they're talking internally, privately. They're acknowledging climate change. They're acknowledging the damage to the environment. They're Ladies and gentlemen, 50, 60, 70 years ago, they were acknowledging climate change. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? When did that phrase even come to be? So they want to destroy the combustion engine. They want to destroy the production of fossil fuels. They're doing it by suing the companies, nationalizing lands, and then saying that you cannot drill on these lands, preventing leasing and drilling on lands, preventing the building of pipelines to more efficiently move oil and natural gas to places that need it from places that find it. This is a full-on war against capitalism, against every single one of you, no matter what you do for a living, no matter what you do for a living. They're going to drive up costs like you've never seen in your life. They're going to create shortages like you have never experienced in your life. You're going to be colder in the winter, hotter in the summer. You're going to have odd and even days. You're going to have brownouts and blackouts. You're going to have... You're going to have a nation that is destroying itself. So for the Democrat Party, rather than the Industrial Revolution being the greatest economic explosion that mankind has ever experienced, creating a middle class and prosperity and a lifestyle that no human beings on the face of the earth have ever experienced, not even kings and queens. They're destroying it. These are people who cannot even control the border and do not wish to. They cannot even control the crime in streets and do not wish to. They're going to do to our economy what they've done to our streets, what they've done to the border, what they've done with inflation and the currency. Everything they touch turns into crap. And it's intentional. What they're doing here is not nature. The destruction of the American economic system, the core of which is energy, is man-made. More specifically, it's Democrat Party-made. Now, here we get to the nub of the matter. Here we get to the nub of the matter. Cut seven, go. Reminds many of us who lived through the big tobacco litigation, a lot of the model. And Governor Newsom said as much, that you are following the model of big tobacco. Ultimately, that led to billion-dollar settlements. Is that what you're looking for, or are you actually looking for mandated change of company operations? You understand, see, there's no pushback. There's no knowledge. This entire discussion has no knowledge whatsoever. And she's never going to point out what they're really up to. What they're really up to. And then they'll tell you it's for the people. The people who've been harmed. We're going to destroy the country for the people. Go ahead. We're looking for an abatement fund. Ah, an abatement fund. They're looking for a massive transfer of wealth from oil companies to the government. A massive taxation through litigation to transfer wealth that produces energy 
Gives many of you your jobs down line as an end user also. So the government has money to spend on the things that it wants to spend money on. What happened to the tobacco money? Does anybody know? It's all gone. Where is it? What happened to all the COVID money? It's all gone. Where is it? Hundreds of billions of dollars unaccounted for. Tobacco money, COVID money. Where is it? Doesn't matter. Go ahead. And buy the, te- the big oil companies to pay for the damage that they created. It's simple. They're responsible for their actions. They should pay for the damage they created. They have uh, put, stuck the bill with Californians to pay for lost homes, increased lost insurance. Homes? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Lost homes, increased insurance, lost farms, health risk, greater. Co- so they have the whole climate change degrowth ideology. They've spent years now indoctrinating tens of millions of Americans. Now they have to find the fall guy for their false ideology. Of course, it's not the government, it's the oil companies. So now we need to nationalize the oil companies through the back door by stealing all the wealth that they've created because they've given you products and services that make your life the greatest lifestyle on the face of the earth. So the government wants to take it. The same government that won't, won't. Do what the government's supposed to do to protect you and to secure our country. And so he goes down the list of what they claim are all these climate change issues. People have lost their homes over climate change. What? Floods? Increased insurance, lost farms, health risks, greater cost of health care insurance. So in other words, this is how it works. This is how it always works. Go ahead. Farms health and, and, and risks and, and, and greater cost to their health insurance. California shouldn't pay that. They should pay it because they created it. So it's an abatement fund to the tune of tens of billions of dollars uh, to pay for um, abatement, mitigation, and an adaptation. There you go. Abatement, mitigation, and adaptation. In other words, to transfer wealth from the men and women who work at oil companies, <clears throat> transfer wealth from you, the American people, because you're going to pay enormous amounts of money now for what you pay very little for. You can already see the prices going through the roof under Biden. They're going to squeeze these oil companies. They're going to prevent them from finding more oil. And you, ladies and gentlemen, are going to be starved of what you need to live your lives. And then the iron fist of the police state. Well, it'll come down on your heads. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team 
right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Now, pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Wow. You can see that we spend an enormous amount of our time in our personal lives, uh, whether we watch the news, whether we listen to radio, or do neither. But we spend an enormous amount of our times as citizens having to deal with what the Democrat Party is doing to us, both in the present and in the future. And you also need to look at their past to understand how absolutely unencumbered, unencumbered by morality, unencumbered by law, unencumbered by the Constitution, they are. And how they really don't give a damn about you or what's going to happen to you with their policies. They just know they can centralize power and just like the pandemic, something happens, they step in, step in and take power. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Well, I saw this today at Breitbart, and I consider it very, very important. Attorney General Edward Meese, in many ways, was my mentor. He was a true constitutionalist his entire career. And he really wasn't a politician in any respect, but he, he began serving Ronald Reagan a year or two into the Reagan governorship as his, uh, one of his top advisors, probably number two, but became number one. Very gentle man, very decent man, cerebral, but down to earth. He's now in his 90s. And he's sharp as a tack. Physically, he's hanging in there, but sharp as a tack, as is his beautiful wife, Ursula. So I saw this headline at Breitbart, literally before I came on the program. Former Attorney General Meese. Georgia's prosecution of Trump, an unprecedented affront to federal supremacy. When Edwin Meese speaks... Everybody who is a serious 
constitutionalist or lawyer listens. So Jordan Dixon Hamilton writes, former Reagan-era Attorney General Edwin Meese argued that Fulton County DA Fannie Willis's prosecution of former President Donald Trump and his top officials is a, quote, major affront to federal supremacy never before seen in the history of our country. Attorney General Meese filed a 19-page affidavit over the weekend supporting former Trump-era Assistant Attorney General Jeffrey Clark's bid to remove his Georgia case to federal court. Now, you know how the media has treated this guy, Clark, in a horrendous way. You know, they got their boy John Dean out there who, uh, who violated federal law and was disbarred. So he's their expert now. Clark is being charged with violating the RICO statute and attempting to commit false statements in writings. The false statements charge stems from a letter Clark wrote that claimed the U.S. Department of Justice had, quote, identified significant concerns that may have impacted the outcome of the election in multiple states, including the state of California, unquote. So he's being charged for writing the letter. Under federal law, a state case may be removed to federal court if the prosecution is, quote, for or relating to any act under color of such office, unquote. Attorney General Meese argued that Clark's actions fell solely within his authority as a principal officer of the United States, that is, the Department of Justice. Meese said it is implicit and logically necessary that the president can also assign tasks to an assistant attorney general at his discretion. And Meese fought back against claims the letter Clark wrote was a false statement. Meese wrote in his affidavit, read in light of the law and longstanding practice inside the Department of Justice, however, the draft letter was a proposed view of facts as brought out by Georgia Senator Ligon in hearings he conducted about the 2020 election, Meese wrote. The letter then coupled that with a proposed recommendation by the department that the conclusions that the state senator reached be investigated further by the Georgia legislature, which the letter legally opined the Georgia legislature could do consistent with the elector's clause of the Constitution and related case law. That is a fact. Me said Georgia's prosecution against Clark risks, quote, destroying the supremacy of the federal government. And what he means there is, These are federal officials. It is the federal constitution. You're talking about electors who are involved in making decisions about federal offices. That is the president and the vice president. Meese wrote, finally, the idea that proposing a change of position could be a criminal attempted false statement. That is, when Clark wrote the letter based in part on information he got from the state senator explaining that the elector's clause of the Constitution would in fact allow the state legislature to do certain things. Me says the idea that that's an attempted false statement because it is not the same as the position it proposes be changed is a far-fetched legal non sequitur. The losing side of privileged and confidential internal DOJ factual and legal disagreements 
cannot be subject to state law criminal prosecution on the grounds of attempted false writings without destroying the supremacy of the United States government. Meese relied on his decades worth of experience serving in the government to bolster Clark's arguments. Meese wrote, Disagreement on legal, factual, and policy matters in the hall of the Department of Justice is commonplace. Just as disagreements among lawyers and private practice and state government and local government are common. He said, I should know. I participated as a lawyer in a wide variety of levels of governments in each office where I took an oath to support and defend the U.S. Constitution. Me cited the unprecedented nature of Willis's case against Clark, Trump, and others from the former president's administration. He wrote, I am not aware of any state criminal prosecution ever being brought against a president and a senior Justice Department official like Mr. Clark for their privileged and confidential discussions of whether and how to assert federal law enforcement authority other than this new state of Georgia versus Trump indictment. Trump wrote, the prosecution of the president and an assistant attorney general is a major affront to the federal supremacy, that is the clause, the federal supremacy clause, never before seen in the history of our country. U.S. District Judge Steve Judge Jones, appointed by Obama, had a hearing on Clark's removal motion Monday, but gave no time t- timeline for a decision after the hearing. So we shall see. This guy's been bad in the past. I'm not sure that he's even open to uh, objective and open to be persuaded by by facts. Uh, my guess is that he's not. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Now, pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. All right. Let's see here. Randy Weingarten, AFT president on CNBC today. She jumps in on this whole idea of, uh, let's see, the UAW getting 40%. I wonder if she's opposed to that, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Kernan. I don't know Joe Kernan. I've never met him in my life. This guy's good. Cut 14, go. If it turns out that that the... You, the big three are much less competitive because of higher wages or, or whatever. 
whatever, and it, with, with Tesla, is that okay if the government subsidizes these big pay increases? If down the road it's taxpayers that end up, uh, you know, getting stuck with whatever it costs get, to get a 40% pay increase, are you okay with that? Look, the government has been subsidizing the oil and gas industry for years. The government okay, is that okay to do this again? Of, that that I mean, make this right, what I, though, does it? What, what I'm, I'm saying is that if you have fairness in the labor market... All right, that's enough. Fairness in the labor market. Right, right. Fairness, that's right. The teachers' union, that's fairness in the labor market. No competition whatsoever. The school boards are against you, and they're negotiating with the teachers' unions that are against you, so the property owner, the taxpayer, the small family, the small business gets hit in the throat. Plus, you have no say in what's going on in the classroom, nor should you, right? Especially you parents. Parents who who actually were urged just a few years ago, get involved in your kid's education. Remember that one? Don't just leave it to teachers. It's got to be, you know, the family has to be involved, too. The parents have to be involved, too, all right? The parents are involved. No. Get out of the way. We're going to raise your kids. We're going to decide what kind of genitalia they have and on and on, and you know the rest. So now it's fairness. The Weingarten's a Marxist, too. In fact, her whole damn union is, as is the NEA. I've been battling these people for decades. When I used to be the president of Landmark, as is landmark today under the great president, Pete Hutchison. It's about fairness, America. Whose fairness? The consumer's fairness? The parent's fairness? The student's fairness? These people understand they only exist in these jobs because of you and me. If we don't buy from the big three, the big three go broke. But for the American taxpayer, the vast majority of whom are not teachers... They're not administrators. They're not union bosses. These school districts would collapse. The people don't seem to matter. It's fairness, you see. Fairness. So if the CEO gets 40%, rather than firing her ass, they should all get 40%. And screw you, America, if you're going to pay for all of it. The hell with you. This is why... Only 6% of the private sector is unionized. This is why. Because most people don't like it. Even many union members don't like it. You know why? Because their union rips them off. They have to pay into this fund or that fund. And let me tell you a dirty little secret. A lot of these union members know it, but they dare not speak out. Because these union pension funds are not run properly. Remember Biden jumped in and put like $36 billion towards one of the union's pension funds. Maybe it was the UAW, but whatever it was. Remember that? And so these union bosses want these massive increases because they have to fund these benefits that they didn't manage properly. I'll put it gently. That they didn't manage properly. So they need an influx of money. And the way they do it is they rip off their members after they rip off Mr. and Mrs. America, the consumers. So they could pad their their funds and all the rest of it, which are running out of money. They're running out of money. And so you and I are supposed to pay for all this. 
This isn't about fairness. It's about ripoff. Ripping off the average consumers, having enough trouble in this country right now. And then they claim fairness for families. They don't believe in fairness for families. Randy Weigarten doesn't give a damn about families. That thug boss of the UAW doesn't give a damn about families. They gave a damn about families. They wouldn't be asking for a 40% increase paid over a 32-hour period rather than a 40-hour work week. Nobody believes that's smart. Unless, of course, you're a beneficiary of it. But everybody else looking on the outside in says that is outrageous. Except for Randy Weingarten. Don't get me started with the work year when it comes to the NEA and the AFT. Don't get me started with the benefits. I'm an old school board member. I know what's going on. And, of course, merit is utterly inconsequential. You know, there's about 25% of teachers in this country who are Republican and cannot stand these unions. But because they're closed shops, they're union shops, they can't get jobs without being members of these unions. So I'm not talking about them, obviously. They're stuck. You want to be a teacher? You want to help kids? Well, you got to be part of the union. Even if you disagree with their politics, you disagree with all... It's like the SAG union. Screen Actors Guild. In order to do this job behind this microphone, I have to be a member of SAG. And when you look at a lot of these actors and actresses, SAG is about right. But I have to be a member of SAG. They take a tremendous amount out of my paycheck. I want nothing to do with these bastards. Oh, the... The Writers Guild, they're on strike. Who cares? Gives a crap. Oh, they've been out for how many? Okay, has anybody noticed? Outside of Hollywood? No. We're doing just fine. So the vast majority of SAG members are left-wing Democrats. Obviously, I'm a solid conservative. And yet I have to be a member. So I understand all these teachers... Tens of thousands of them had to be a member of the NEA or the AFT in order to make a living. I got it. So I'm not talking about them. But we don't need to hear about fairness from a teacher's union that's destroyed the education of children, set them back 18 months. We don't need to hear about them and their collusion with the mob boss over there that runs the Department of Justice in a letter trashing parents. We don't need to hear from them about fairness. Fairness? That's a joke. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, You know, I can spot him a mile away. This story just came out in a New York newspaper. Representative Ken Buck, I CNN job while criticizing Biden impeachment inquiry. This is the one of the five guys who voted not to fund defense and has been running around saying uh, the Republicans should not start an impeachment inquiry. He's been doing it now for many weeks. And I've said this is incomprehensible. Well, now you know why. The White House's go-to Republican critic of the impeachment inquiry into President Biden is considering leaving Congress for a new job and expressed interest in being an on-air commentator for CNN, the Post has learned. Representative Ken Buck, a five-term fiscal hawk, has surprised fellow conservatives by repeatedly criticizing the probe launched last week into Biden's alleged corruption, including with a September 15 Washington Post op-ed that other Republicans said included glaring inaccuracies. Buck said privately last month that he was interested in a job at CNN, a source told The Post, after he weighed other options over the past year, including joining a D.C.-based law firm or seeking Biden's nomination to the Federal Trade Commission. I guess he's gotten close to the Biden administration because he wants things. Buck 64 confirmed to the Post he's exploring his options and said it would be great to join CNN. That other head case, Kingsinger, hasn't he with CNN, Mr. Producer, MSNBC, one of them. Buck said in a phone interview, quote, I am interested in talking to folks at CNN and other news organizations. I don't want to call them left, but sort of center left and having an opportunity to do that full time or do that as a contributor would be great. Also, Buck said in a phone interview. Congressman called back later in the day to say that he'd also expressed interest in a position of right-leaning Fox News or Newsmax. Oh, that just came to him as a thought, you see. I didn't want to give you the impression that I've only talked to folks at CNN on the left. I've also talked to others about this. And Buck represents a vast rural district that spans the entire eastern border of the Rocky Mountain State and said Tuesday it was unclear if he will leave office this Congress, next Congress, or whatever. I'd vote his ass out. If he's not sure he wants to represent you, then you should be sure that you don't want him to represent you because obviously his interests elsewhere. And in my personal view, just my opinion, it's affecting his outlook. I want to say something about Ukraine and Zelensky. You know, people oppose the money going into Ukraine and the amount of money going into Ukraine, and that's a fair point. It's worth a debate. The corruption in Ukraine, I get it. 
And I just cannot possibly support Putin and the Russian war machine and what they've done to the people in Ukraine. Nor will I ever, under any circumstances. And I'm well aware of what Putin has written and said when he's done with Ukraine that he intended to hit the Balkan states and Poland. And Zelensky made that point at the UN today, and he's being mocked by some hosts for making that very point. He's just repeating what Putin said. And Medvedev as well. But why is it? Why is it that if you, if you have the view that the victim here is the Ukrainian people and the country of Ukraine and the, the criminal here is Putin and his unleashing of his army against the people of Ukraine and indiscriminately killing tens of thousands of citizens and kidnapping tens of thousands of children and bringing them into Russia to be indoctrinated and taking them from their parents. You can understand, I think, why some people would say that is absolutely repulsive and unconscionable. So what is this effort to constantly character assassinate Zelensky? First, to call him a neo-Nazi. He met with every rabbi, leading rabbi in the Chabad Orthodox Jewish movement from every community in Ukraine two weeks ago. While the Jews are fleeing Russia, the rabbis are fleeing Russia. So to call him a neo-Nazi when he lost as well family members in the Holocaust and he's Jewish is just sickening. It's sickening. That's number one. Number two, if you stand with me, and if you don't, that's fine. But if you do, then all of a sudden, you're taking the same position as Biden and Clinton. I don't give a damn what position Biden and Clinton are taking. It's nothing to do with my views. It has nothing to do with the views of many honorable people. General Jack Keane. Others. So that is another game that conservatives should not play. Should not play. But they do. So I, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know what this affection for Putin is. And many of these, maybe not you folks, I'm not talking about you in particular, but the idea when they just keep defending Putin and defending Putin and trashing Zelensky, why don't you just say, I don't believe we should be spending our money on this war. I don't believe it's in our national security interests. I'm concerned about fill in the blank. Why isn't that good enough? Why isn't that good enough? So lying about Putin in his defense and then saying, oh, I'm not talking about Putin. I'm not defending Putin. Russia is Putin. All decisions made by Russia, particularly war decisions, are made by Putin. So you are talking about Putin. And then why is it that Zelensky is some kind of reprobate by begging the United States and the European partners and so forth for more money and more equipment? That's his job. He's the president of Ukraine. You expect him to roll over and get in a fetal position? They've lost 70,000 soldiers in Ukraine. You look at Afghanistan, 
The problem there was, as soon as we left, the whole thing collapsed. It didn't matter how many weapons they had. It didn't matter how much money we spent in, in Afghanistan. It collapsed. As soon as we moved our troops out, after 20 years, 21 years, Ukraine is completely different. We don't have any troops in Ukraine. We haven't been there 21 years. Anyway, I'm just giving you that point of view because I, I really don't understand what this, this hate on is for a guy that's trying to save his country from the Russians who invaded his country and have done unspeakable acts of horror and war crimes to his people and his children there. Shouldn't we be cheering the fact that the guy's fighting? He doesn't have an Air Force because they gave it back to the Russians. All the planes. They gave all their nukes back to the Russians. They gave all their heavy military equipment back to the Russians because the Russians said, here, sign this agreement. 1994, we, the British, the United States, the British, the Russians, and the Ukraine will sign this thing. And all four of us have pledged to protect your boundaries. Oh, no big deal. And then, of course, you look at the international situation. China. I just read you a story from the great uh, article that was written by Gordon Chang. Chinese are watching all of this. They're desperate. They're desperate. How is it that we can say our withdrawal from Afghanistan, which was horrendous? It was a surrender. Led Putin to invade Ukraine. But then if we withdraw, not men, we have no men there, no women there. If we withdraw our funds, that that wouldn't make or wouldn't have an effect on China's decision making. That doesn't even make any sense. All right, that's my two cents worth. It's not really what I wanted to get into tonight, but the guy spoke at the UN. And you would have thought that he was Adolf Hitler, the way he's being attacked, which is sickening. Again, you don't have to agree with me. I get it. I really do. But on the other hand, I do not understand why almost collectively, on TV and radio, among conservatives, populists, pseudo-conservatives, whatever they are, they all sound to me, they all sound to me like the most left-wing Democrats, George McGovern, Bernie Sanders, and others. That I don't get. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. All right, folks. I write in The Democrat Party Hates America when you have a state run party that is a monopoly party running most things in this country, which we do. The monopoly party is the Democrat Party. You need a state-run media because that's how autocracies, whether they're fascist, Marxist, totalitarian in form, that's what they need. They want to control the messaging, propaganda, groupthink. And so there's not a dime's worth of difference, as I keep saying over and over again, between the Democrat Party and their media. And I want to prove this to you on the issue of abortion. 
Kristen Welker is the new head of Meet the Depressed. She's just as lousy as all the rest of them. Cut 16. She has Donald Trump with her. Go. Can you and you're going to have something. Wait a minute. Everybody. Actually, let us start at cut 15, Mr. Producer. Cut 15. Go. Roe v. Wade, I, I did something that nobody thought was possible. And Roe v. Wade was terminated, was put back to the states. Now, people, pro-lifers, have the right to negotiate for the first time. They had no rights at all. Because the radical people on this are really the people, the Democrats, that say after five months, six months, seven months, eight months, nine months, and even after birth, you're allowed to terminate the baby. Democrats aren't saying that. I just have to Democrats are not saying that. Of course they do. You have a Virginia governor, previous governor, who said after the baby is born, you will make a determination, and if you want, you will kill that baby. The baby is now born. Democrats writ large are not talking about that. Only 1% of late-term abortions happen in Always in okay. the state. Of they the are the radical people okay. because nobody wants to see but this abortion after five months and six months and seven months. Mm-hmm. Cut 16. Go. Can you and you're going to have something question. where everybody comes together. Does it bother you, though, that women say their lives are being put at risk? Do you feel you bear any responsibility? Because, as you say, you are responsible. No, what's going to happen? This is an issue that's been going on for a long time, and it's a very polarizing mm-hmm. issue. Because of what's been done and because of the fact we brought it back to the states, we're going to have people come together on this issue. They're going to determine the time because nobody wants to see five, six, seven, eight, nine months. Nobody wants to see abortions when you have a baby in the womb. I said with Hillary Clinton when we had the debate, I made a statement, rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month. You're allowed to do that, and you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Again, no one is arguing for that. That's not a part of anyone's platform, Mr. President. The Democrats are able to kill the baby after birth. Let me talk to you. Nobody wants that. That Democrats don't want that. That's enough. She's a liar. And there's so much information out there that demonstrates otherwise. NBC's moderator, there's Daily Wire, Melrod Arati. NBC's moderator told Trump no one is calling for late-term abortions. Here's why she's wrong. And by the way, she could have looked this up herself. Let's see here. Let's go down. And they say, beside the untold number of abortion activists who advocate for abortion on demand up to birth, a slew of states currently allow abortion at any point in the pregnancy, and that would include up to birth. Alaska, Colorado, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington, D.C. All abortion with no no limits. While high-profile Democrats often hedge on whether they support any limits on abortion, some have come right out and admitted they support abortion up to the moment of birth. Senator Ben Cardin, Democrat, Maryland, who's retiring, was direct about his stance during a Fox News segment in June. Quote, is there a cutoff for you before the due date? Host Shannon Bream asked Cardin, no, to me, it's a reproductive, it's a health care decision. It's up to the woman to make the decision. Dozens of House and Senate Democrats also support the Women's Health Protection Act, and I write about this again in the Democrat Party Hates America. You will have every single issue you can imagine and beyond addressed in this book. So the Women's Health Protection Act would legalize abortion after fetal viability, usually around 23 weeks. 
If in the abortionist, quote, good faith medical judgment, unquote, the pregnancy poses a risk to the mother's health, mental health is not excluded in the bill's language. The Biden administration supports the act as well. And President Biden lamented Senate Republicans blocking the bill last year. He said the protections that the Women's Health Protection Act would ensure are essential to the health, safety and progress of our nation. No Democrat lists infanticide on their platform, but some have appeared to support it. Most infamously, former Virginia Governor Ralph Northam. Northam, a physician, was asked in 2019 whether he would support abortion occurring when the mother is already in labor. Quote, in this particular example, if a mother's in labor, I can tell you exactly what would happen. He told WTOP, the infant will be delivered, the infant will be kept comfortable, the infant will be resuscitated if that's what the mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. In other words, whether to keep the baby alive. The same year, all but three Senate Democrats killed a bill that would have protected babies born alive after a failed abortion, requiring doctors to, quote, exercise the same degree of professional skill, care, and diligence to preserve the life and health of the child, unquote, as they would to any other child born alive at the same gestational age. At least 10,000 late-term abortions are performed every year. You see, this host for Meet the Depressed is just a propagandist for the Democrat Party. Democrats like to claim most late-term abortions happen because of a fetal abnormality or to save the life of the mother. But there's data to the contrary. Quote, data suggests that most women seeking later terminations are not doing so for reasons of fetal anomaly or life endangerment, reads a 2013 research published by Perspectives on Sexual and Reproductive Health, a journal of the Guttmacher Institute. As far as the American public goes, NBC's Welker is correct in downplaying the popularity of late-term abortion. A recent AP poll showed only half of Americans want abortion to be legal after 15 weeks, which is still just the beginning of the second trimester. Democratic politicians, however, are another matter. So Ms. Welker is ignorant. She doesn't want to be informed. She's pushing an agenda in the Democrat Party agenda. And why are the Democrats so obsessed with abortion? Is it because they really care about a woman's right to choose? As you'll learn in the Democrat Party Hates America, the most reliable and largest demographic for the Democrat Party is single women without children. Single women without children, not necessarily you folks listening who are single women without children, but single women without children as an aggregate, support the most radical abortion time frames. That's why the Democrats doing Remember, the lens you need to look through is power and what advantages them. That's all they care about. I'll be back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Don't forget, folks, Bookends, fantastic independent bookstore. We love Bookends and the owners there. Very, very sweet people. I'll be doing a book signing there this Saturday. It's all happening now. This Saturday at 10 a.m. This Saturday, 10 a.m., bookends in Ridgewood, New Jersey, on Ridgewood Avenue. They have great restaurants there, too. It's a great little town. And I look very much forward to meeting you, as I do every two years. And then the very next day, Sunday, 
Sunday at 1 p.m. at our favorite Barnes & Noble, Tyson's Corner, McLean, Virginia. The Tyson's Corner Malls, one of the biggest malls. It's a fantastic mall. Again, a lot of restaurants. People make lifelong friendships at these various signings. In the past, I've done four or five. This year, I'm doing three, including the Reagan Library, October 21, on a Saturday. It's a little ways away, so I want to focus on this coming Saturday. Bookends, Ridgewood, New Jersey, 10 a.m., and Barnes & Noble, Tyson's Corner Center. That's Tyson's Mall, McLean, Virginia, at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Hope to see you. And folks, don't forget, I'm now doing a Saturday show on Fox. I think a lot of people are unaware of this. I don't think it's got enough promotion, quite frankly. But that said, I'm going to be steady, Eddie, just a matter of time until people go, wait a minute, it's Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Mark's on. As well as Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. So all we've done is double up. We've doubled up because you've demanded it. And so that's what we want to do. That's what I'm going to do. And we're going to have fantastic shows each and every time I do it. Here we go. The Democrat Party and their police state. From Forbes. Federal prosecutors are probing whether Tesla's company resources, now this I mentioned earlier, but it gets worse, were used to supply personal benefits to CEO Elon Musk as early as 2017. Farther back than previously known, according to people familiar with the investigation, who also said prosecutors have made allusions to the involvement of a federal grand jury, indicating potential criminal charges, reports the Wall Street Journal. Boy, they're very busy with this prison that they want to pull these people in, aren't they, Mr. Producer? Donald Trump will have a cell. Elon Musk will have a cell. Rudy Giuliani will have a cell. Maybe they'll have a cell for me. I don't know. We've got to have this, this federal prison that needs to have a new name with political prisoners in there. It's got to have, you know, 70-year-old pro-life protesters. They can be in there. Maybe a few parents throw them in there. Sure. Get into these Catholic churches, chuck a few priests in there, and have a grand old time. More political prisoners. Prosecutors have reportedly broadened their probe to include transactions between Tesla and other Musk-connected entities, and whether any perks Musk received were properly reported according to SEC regulations. You know, when you're running... A hundred billion dollar operation. You don't have any idea what's going on at the granular level in the weeds. You really can't possibly. So you can take down any billionaire in this country, any of them, and they all damn well know it. But they also know if they are wearing the cape of the Democrat Party, they're not going to be investigated. They're not going to have any problems. The Wyden investigation comes after federal prosecutors and the SEA began probing a secret Tesla project known as Project 42 that employees described as a glass house for Musk in the Austin, Texas area. You want to know why crime is rampant? You want to know why the communist Chinese are all over our country stealing everything that we have? Because the damn FBI and these, these effing federal prosecutors aren't doing their damn jobs. That's why. Too busy running a damn police state. SEC regulations require... A glass house. 
The NYPD is very busy. Excuse me, not the NYPD, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the Southern District of New York, excuse me. This is why, when push comes to shove, when something can actually be done about this, they need to slash these offices. If this is what they have time to do, it's time to get our country back, and you do that in some ways through the budget, if you can. Now, Biden won't sign it. Okay, there is a reason to shut down the government, right there. If you can't slash funding from the police state, then shut it down. But explain yourselves for crying out loud. Get behind these issues for crying out loud. Right now, there's so many things going wrong that a number of conservatives, you heard Byron Donalds on here, you heard Chip Roy on here, the number one issue, in addition to slashing spending, is dealing with the, the border. I happen to agree with that, by the way. So they said, right, let's have an 8% cut in domestic spending, except for the military and except for the veterans. And we're going to put some language in here that is going to start securing that border. Man, we can't go for that, say the, uh, say the five. We're the real conservatives. Why can't you go for that 8% cut? Plus, you'll start securing the border? That seems like a good start to me, Mr. Producer. In fact, I've never heard such a great proposal before. I really haven't. I never heard the words 8% cut in anything before. And by the way, whatever they do, the Senate Democrats joined by the leadership of the Senate Republicans, as I've talked about for several days now, they're all going to join in to try and sabotage the House Republicans. So when these five are done sabotaging their own conservatives in the House, then the Republicans who are rhinos in the Senate, they'll start sabotaging the conservatives in the House. And the Democrats are fine with it all, baby. Because they're just chugging along with their wrecking balls all over the place and their fourth branch of government that's not even in the Constitution passing laws, edicts, issuing fines and penalties. They got their prosecutors. They're in uh, full uh, salivating mode. They got their FBI... There they are out there doing their thing. And there's Joe Biden shuffling around. Free spirit. Spends 40% of his time on vacation. No wonder he sides with these US, U, uh, UAW uh, union boss. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. lot of calls let's get going everybody wants to discuss one thing and that's pretty cool james las vegas nevada the great kxnt go Benali, great to talk to you again you're i always call you the michael jack schmidt of talk radio you're the hot corner gold glover power hitter so i already read the book i listened to it i got it at midnight last night and it's uh you got to quit writing these magnum opuses. I think you write one, then you write another. And this yeah. is an awesome book. I just want to let you know I appreciate the sacrifice that Julie made and your, your children and your grandchildren have their, their dad and their grandfather spend the time to write such a great book. So I really appreciate it, and I'm going to get a book out to Noah so he can read it up at BYU. Noah says, so, great son. 
Kurt, it's I wonderful. Mean, uh, James, thank you, my brother. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you liked it. God bless you. Kurt, trucker in Utah, XM Satellite. How are you, Kurt? I'm doing great, Mark. I have a fabulous story to, to share with you. Yes, sir. So, I have a friend. Um, and we are still friends, believe it or not, even though she is a never-Trumper. And I convinced her, through all of our political debates, to start listening to your radio program and watch your show on Sunday. She reluctantly agreed about four months ago. Slowly through our debates, because we would debate every Saturday about what went on in the week, her opinion started to change. I ordered her your book, The Democrats Hate America. She got it at midnight. She listened to it. I ordered it you know, on Audible for her. She listened to it. She called me up at uh, just before 5.30 p.m. your time, crying, and apologized to me for being a Democrat. Well, I'll tell you what, my brother, that makes my day. I've had, uh, I read the review by our friend Thomas Lipson, said he was a Democrat most of his life, and he was ashamed of it. After reading the book, it wasn't just a mistake. And he says, I cannot believe that I was part of that institution for so long. And if, if we're able to change minds, if we're able to get people to join us, it's going to take people like you, Kurt, to get access to the audio or access to the book and spread the word. And I cannot thank you enough. God bless you, my friend. You t- By the way, don't hang up. I should have said the same to James. James, next time you call... Kurt, don't hang up. I want to get you a signed copy of the Democrat Party Hates America. So don't hang up. James in Las Vegas, next time you call, we'll do the same thing. All right, let's keep moving. Joe, Trenton, New Jersey, the great WABC, where what Trent makes, the world takes. People are starting to question what they make, but it doesn't really matter. Joe, how are you? Mark, thanks a lot. Thanks for loving this country so much and that the, extreme, the strength, the, uh, the lengths you go to defend it. I, I, I wanted to talk about the last three weeks of your your Sunday and Saturday shows, Mark. Like the great Muhammad Ali, round one, you took on Jack Smith. Round two, you took on the uh, Judge Chutnik. And round three, you followed it up with that great interview of, of uh, Dr. Soul. Mark, the whole time I'm watching Dr. Soul, he's 93 years old. I couldn't believe this man was sharp as a tack, and we got a president who doesn't know whether he's coming or going. Mm. Thank you so much, Mark, for everything you do for this country. You're very, very kind. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Let's go to Brian, Olympia, Washington. I'm just going right down the line. The great Sirius Satellite. Brian, how are you? Good, sir. Um, I I just wanted to thank you for projecting your strength and giving me the courage to be more of an activist up here in Washington. Um, But I was going to say that I have four books that are sent to some friends um, that are here are Democrats. And I've already received two notifications that they have gotten them. And I just wanted to let you know that uh, thank you for, for giving me the tool to help express more of what I already knew to them. Well, God bless you, man. It's very, very important that we, try and convert people who aren't completely brain dead on this subject. Brian, don't hang up. I want to get you a signed copy of The Democrat Party Hates America. We're going to keep rolling here. Maury, 
Camp Verde, Arizona, the great KBTK. How are you? I meant Marie. I apologize. Hello. Yes, Marie. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I'm I'm wonderful. Right. I've Speaker called. forever, whatever. Excuse me, I can't hear. What would you like to say? Oh, one, I did not get my book that I had ordered off of Am- had ordered for me off of Amazon. Oh, it'll be but there the next day or so. Hopefully tomorrow. Yes. And. Happy birthday. I know it's later in the week, but I wanted to call and say happy birthday. <laughs> People know it's my birthday. That's funny. Well, thank you very much, dear. And don't hang up. We're going to get you a signed copy. It'll come in another week or 10 days once I get them signed. I want to thank all you folks. God bless you. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters. Uh, we, everybody who's a hero out there, including you. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything that you do, and I'm blessed that you're out there. God bless.